Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we're talking about supplements and supplementation and all of that jazz because it's something that we get asked a lot about, isn't it, Dan, as a fitness professional? And we've got issues, haven't we, Dan? It's fair to say. Yeah. And this one's close to heart, really, because I've been one of those people that's kind of bought a lot of supplements in the past when I was uneducated. You can be led down the garden path with regards to marketing and being influenced. It's something which I've kind of cut out of my life. But yeah, it's it's a huge issue and it's a lot of the information out there is false. So hopefully we can give you some true information. Yeah. So we're going to be kicking it off. And I must say that I am going to be mostly because I've got a new love in my life, Dan. And now Paul Check need not worry too much. But now I've discovered Professor, Professor can't even say his name, Tim Spector, <laughs> who has written an awesome book called The Diet Myth. Now, I'm just going to tell you who he is. Tim Spector is a professor of genetic epidemiology at King's College London, an honourable consultant physician at Guy's and St. Thomas's Hospital. He has produced many scientific papers, over 900 scientific papers, and he uh, co-founded the precision nutrition company Zoe that has developed an app based on the PREDICT studies and in 2020 led the COVID symptom study app project, which became the largest public science project with over nearly 5 million users. So he is the man and he's got some views on vitamins which are very good so i'm going to read some of them out but should we just start with a few stats first multivitamin supplement was produced commercially in the 1940s the market has grown steadily since around 35 percent of britons and 50 percent of americans take regular supplements in a market worth 700 million in the uk and a staggering $30 billion. I'll say that again, $30 billion in the US. Now, who is actually benefiting from that? I wonder. Hmm. <laughs> Shareholders could be, possibly. It's certainly not the people who are taking them, is it? No, we just need to put it into context, really. There's all these kind of people now getting infusions. Have you heard of them? Like getting it injected directly into their veins and one of my friends is always on getting some infusion or other. And I'm just like, why don't you just eat a steak, getting B12s infused into his system? It sounds good. There's like, you know, it's like a swanky spa that do in spas now, you know. He reckons it, it makes him jump around like a, but really his diet's all messed up and everything. And he just thinks he can go and infuse a bit of B12 and it'll be fine. It doesn't really work like that, does it, Dan? Probably the placebo effect, if anything. Yeah. He thinks he's had a, a fancy injection and it's going to make them healthier which is good to some degree but really it's false when you look at it in a an overall approach but i always go back to the way mother nature intended us to function there would be syringes hanging off all the trees if that was meant to be the way we would get meant to get our vitamins and nutrients we meant to eat whole food and that's where we get b12 from and all these and all these things so there's a time and a place there's a time and a place for it but if you always go back to mother nature that's that's where we're going to get the the best effect 
So most vitamins are made by your body in your gut, actually. Your microbiome makes your vitamins. So the B vitamins in particular, such as B6, B5, niacin, biotin, and folate, B9, and vitamin K are all manufactured by your microbes. So if you think about that, it like blows my mind when I first found that out. You know, like all these bacteria are actually, we need them because they're what giving us vitamins and they're, they're doing good work for us. So we need to make sure that I, the first thing when anybody says like, oh, do I need to take a vitamin? Is are you actually eating properly? Is your gut actually healthy? Because if your gut's healthy, you don't need to actually take anything else because the gut will be doing all the, the job for you. Yeah. And that's probably a good time to mention our favorite analogy, which we got from how to eat, move and be healthy. Come this, on, Dan. I love this. I love yeah. This. This, we've mentioned it before, but we could mention it every episode because it's that good. <laughs> so if you imagine you were building a boat out of wood, obviously you need nails to go in that wood. Mm-hmm. But imagine vitamins are like the nails and the food that you eat is the actual wood that you're going to use. So if you're using rotten wood, and the analogy is that would be kind of junk crap food, it doesn't matter how good the nails are or the vitamins, your boat's still going to sink. You can use golden nails if you want to hammer that wood in, but if the wood's crap, the boat's going to sink. So if you're eating junk food, it doesn't matter if you're using multivitamins, which cost £100 a bottle, it's going to make no difference because the 99% of your nutrition is crap with junk food. So get some better wood, essentially. Get some better food and you won't need golden nails. That is such... uh, I love that analogy because like, how many people do you know, like I've just said about my friend getting infused after a night out, he reckons it cures his hangover. It's like completely the wrong attitude, isn't it? You know, like I try and say, you know, you really should just try more moderation in your life. But no, he thinks that a good infusion will fix him. Yeah, quick fix mentality. It's like in the gym environment, particularly with men who want to build muscle, Mm. they they live an unhealthy lifestyle. They go out on the drink on a Friday and a Saturday and they eat crap. Mm. And then they don't see the results in the gym, so they take steroids. Mm-hmm. but that has negative effects that's going to cut off your own testosterone supply you're just doing it wrong two wrongs <laughs> don't make a right eating crap yeah. and then taking steroids because you're eating crap it doesn't work like that and your body's just going to send you bigger and bigger signals that something is out of balance yeah so let's just have a little look at some of the vitamins that are most commonly used um vitamin c is the most common in all countries It's taken in the hope of boosting the immune system and reducing the risk of getting cold. Proper trials, however, show that it has no effect in the prevention of colds or of cancer or of any other disease. A few studies have shown that like zinc supplements, it may reduce cold symptoms by half a day if taken early on. But an orange or some broccoli would do exactly the same. Professor Tim, we found no evidence at all of either vitamin C or zinc preventing COVID-19 infections on our large app survey so there you go vitamin c down the drain but a healthy lifestyle living the six foundation principles Mm -hmm. in accordance with mother nature eating healthy whole foods will give you an increased chance of not catching these illnesses Mm -hmm. so a lot of people want to live unhealthy then once they get the illness then try and find the cure for it but really it's like what we say all the time treat the person that has the disease, not the disease that has the person. So mm-hmm. if you just make the person healthy, the chance of catching a disease decreases. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. So don't try and find all the best supplements in the world. Once you're ill, just eat healthy whole <laughs> foods beforehand so you don't get ill. That should be the approach. Yeah, exactly. So shall we go on to vitamin E? 
Vitamin E was hailed in the 90s as the perfect antioxidant. We all should be doing it to prevent heart disease. We should all be on vitamin E. So the studies actually found no benefit whatsoever for heart disease and in fact found a significantly increased cancer and heart failure in the risks of the group taking vitamin E. So the very thing that you're trying to prevent is actually what's causing the problem. So vitamin E down the drain. Yeah. And the problem with all these vitamins, if you take them in isolation, is that your body wasn't intended to have these massive high amounts of a single vitamin exactly. in isolation. So mother nature doesn't create just this mega dose of vitamin A or vitamin C. Exactly. They come, they come as part of a complex in an orange or a tomato or something. So you get all, you get all the other vitamins all the other trace minerals, all the nutrition, which it was designed as a complex so your body can absorb it. We mentioned before we came on air, wild animals don't need multivitamins. You don't see lions eating leaves or zebras eating steaks because they just eat whole foods in accordance with their nature. A good analogy I got from your old favorite, Paul Check. <laughs> I still is, love him. I still love yeah. Him. <laughs> it's like imagine an expensive watch. A watch is perfectly designed and balanced with all the right parts in the right place to work and function correctly it doesn't matter if you add a few more numbers on there or another two batteries or another few hands to count the time it's not going to make the watch any better it's probably going to make it worse that's just the same if you even if you're eating a pretty healthy diet and you start chucking all these even expensive supplements in at massive doses you can have too much of a good thing it's not going to make you function any better it's just going to mean your body has to detox all those expensive multivitamins and you're going to waste your money and like you said most of it just ends up down the toilet but you've had your body's had to use energy to detoxify those things so you can have too much of a good thing exactly so can we talk about multivitamins since you mentioned it there lots of people take a multivitamin don't they here's professor tim coming in (laughs) reports included a meta-analysis of over 27 existing studies and two new large randomized gold standard studies of multivitamins totaling close to half a million people they have shown convincingly no benefits whatsoever the expert conclusions summing up all the collected evidence were damning beta carotene vitamin e and high doses of vitamin a supplements are definitely harmful other antioxidants folic acid and b vitamins as well as multivitamin and mineral supplements are ineffective for preventing mortality or morbidity due to major chronic illnesses so they're actually doing more harm than good because like you say you're not designed to like i've always wondered that like say these foods with fortified iron and stuff like i eat a lot of iron anyway so i don't really need foods fortified with iron but what if i was eating them as well that's over i'm over ironing my body aren't i yeah and most people just take supplements i'll probably say 99.9 percent of people they just take a wild guess in the dark at which one they need <laughs> yeah. you, you know it's, it's just self- multivitamins are so popular isn't it it's just it's like just oh let's cover all bases yeah yeah. I mean, you know, you work with some high level practitioners and the amount of lab tests and things like that you need to do to actually figure out what's going on at a cellular level is crazy. So to think you can just go on Google and just pick some supplement, like vitamin <laughs> E, I'll take that one or I'll take a multivitamin and that's going to cure everything. And really, I'm just going to live the same crap lifestyle. It's yeah, you need to take a step back and look at what's actually going on. That's probably a good segue to go into why people take supplements as well. And most of it, like it's, I think it's gained popularity the last probably 10, 20 years as well. It's 
it's just a result of that quick fix mentality. Especially and- at the moment, don't you find? Like, obviously, the immune system has become the thing with the infection rates running so high. So everybody's like, how do I... How do I stop? There was a report in the news today that all the countries with high obesity levels have had the highest death levels. So, you know, people think it's that oh, I'm going to take a vitamin and that'll help my immune system. It really, really isn't going to help it at all. And you came up with a good quote before saying like, what is it? Fish oils. Bad joints is not a fish oil deficiency. <laughs> yeah. So a headache is not a painkiller deficiency and joint pain is not a fish oil deficiency. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just, your body telling you, it's giving you a signal that you're out of balance somewhere. So instead of taking painkillers for your headache, just try hydrating yourself, getting some water. And before you go and buy some fish oil, try moving, try getting some some hydration into your joints, getting that synovial fluid moving around and maybe cut some inflammatory foods out. That's going to have so much more beneficial effects than oh, just going buying fish oil. But again, it's a quick yeah. fix mentality and you've probably been marketed to quite a lot. We see hundreds of adverts every day on social media and on the telly. It has a, a subconscious effect on us, but we have to take responsibility at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And staying on the subject of why we take supplements, you really do need to ask yourself when you go to buy one or you go to put it in your mouth, why do you think you need a supplement? Have you been marketed to? You must first look at the symptoms which your body has given you, which has led you to believe that you need to take a supplement. Mm-hmm. And then once, you, once you've looked at those signals, it might be joint pain or a headache, then you need to take an honest look at your six foundation principles and see where you're out of balance. So like we said, remember, pain is just a signal. And if you keep ignoring the signals, then you're going to get more pain. So your body just sends you bigger and bigger signals. Mm-hmm. And most people take supplements and medication, by the way, just to cover up these warning signs because they just want to continue living the life that they've lived. They don't want to put in the work to correct the problem. They want to stay drinking alcohol. They want to keep staying up late. So they use it as a cover-up. However, our bodies don't work that that way for that long. It just causes bigger issues down the line, and your body will just get bigger and bigger warning signs. And the good analogy is like getting the engine warning light coming on, on your car. So you just put a bit of black tape over the engine warning light and pretend it's not there. That's the same as taking a painkiller and pretending your headache's not there. Mm. In the end, your bloody engine's going to explode. <laughs> Something will explode. <laughs> <laughs> your liver. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a good thing because, you know, we did that whole one on uh, our whole podcast on fat and how Ansel Keys and he did that study and it was flawed data, which then filtered down. Have a listen to that podcast because it, really, it was a really good one. So as a result of the anti-fat campaign, just listen to Professor Tim talking this way. As a result of the anti-fat campaign, many Westerners were advised to stop their consumption of dairy products when they mentioned this to the doctors the doctors then gave them calcium pills because they were getting bone problems osteoporosis all of that kind of stuff in fact it turns out that europeans who regularly take calcium pills have stiffer arteries full of calcium deposits this gives them an increased risk of heart disease and stroke which is one of the things they were trying to avoid in the first place so you know by just not eating the right fat and dairy products that have naturally containing calcium in them you know that's how dangerous these fads can be isn't it you know like we think that this is like the next health thing it bloody well isn't it does my head in (laughs) and a lot of it sadly comes down to money as well because when it comes to actual medication 
the medication industry is still like a privately owned business. Mm-hmm. All these, all these uh, medication companies still, they compete for the doctor's business. Mm-hmm. So, and medication totally blows the numbers you said earlier out of the water for supplementation. Was it 300 oh, billion a year? In yeah. the, the, the medical industry, the drug industry will probably be maybe five or 10 times that easy. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think that there's no money in the cure. There's money in disease maintenance. And in fact, the studies you said there actually make the disease worse. It sounds totally nonsensical and you think, oh, it wouldn't happen, but it's happening right in front of your eyes. Yeah, I know. Let's talk about vitamin D because this is a particularly one that I think, like at the minute, everyone's like, you need to take vitamin D. Uh, like it's some kind of global panacea for the, the <laughs> environment, everything, the infection rates and stuff. So Professor Tim The sensible advice if you want to reverse a vitamin D deficiency is to sit in the sun for 10 or 15 minutes a day, exposing just your face and arms, or in winter, eat oily fish. There you go. That is all you need to know about vitamin D. But this advice is hardly ever given and supplements are prescribed instead. This is due to our exaggerated fear of sunshine perpetuated by cancer charities and sun cream manufacturers. Here we go. The advice is based on outdated observational epidemiological studies of skin melanomas. The public are told each spring that sunshine is the cause of melanoma. The reality is that studies have shown that that regular sunburning is associated with only 50% increase in melanoma risk. That's only a 50% increase, not 50% of the cases, just a 50% increase. In other words, overexposure to the sun explains less than a quarter of cases at best. Even this relatively modest risk fades when you adjust for people's skin type, pale or dark, which is determined by genes. In fact, genes and bad luck are the main causes of melanoma, not sunshine. So I hate sun cream. And I see so many people going, you've got to put factor 30 on. This is my idea of a nightmare cocktail, sun cream, and then going into a chlorinated pool. Oh, like my skin just is seizing up just thinking about it. You know, like, I mean, I go on holiday because I don't use sun cream ever. I sit in the shade and I cover up, end of. But everyone's like, oh, you put sun cream on. Yeah. Can you remember when I bought that bottle of like sun cream to conform to everybody that was, um, it had no nasties in it. because <laughs> it's about 35 fortune, quid. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah, I didn't let anyone else have that sun cream because it was only for me because it cost us that much money. If we listen to the way our bodies are designed to work, as soon as you feel like your skin's getting burned, get out of the sun. It's not too hard to get into your head. Wearing sun cream and then sitting out in the sun for 12 hours drinking two bottles of wine is going to be a lot worse for your health than just getting out of the sun. Mm-hmm. If the sun was that bad for us, I'm pretty sure the human race wouldn't have got to where it is today if the sun was just giving everyone skin cancer <laughs> for being out there for two minutes. It can hurt your health if you stay in it for too long. It is a stressor. It's a water can be bad for your health if you drink too much. Yeah. The sensible thing to do is just get out of the sun and get in the shade or get your sunlight when it's not midday. Get it on the morning or the evening when it's not as harsh. It's very simple. And on the other side as well, don't think you can stay in the house all day and then just take a vitamin D tablet and that's going to be the same. It's it's not. Just not. And listen to this, Professor Tim. Most dermatologists tell their melanoma patients to avoid the sun at all costs, but it is low vitamin D levels and lack of sunshine that paradoxically make melanoma patients more likely to suffer reoccurrences. What? It's just all 
fucked up, man. Yeah. And again, like we talked about animals before. How many animals wear sun cream? They don't walk around for sunburn. They stay out, they stay out in the sun all yeah. day. And they don't need sunburn. you go bu- to Africa, they're all in the shade. Those lions are lying out in the shade. Yeah, exactly. They find the shade. They, they move when it's when the, the sun's not at its harshest. So, yeah, I think in a nutshell, we, we're trying to say, in terms of supplements, we'll try and bring it back to that a little bit. Food is the ultimate supplement. When you take supplements, it's actually in the word. It is meant to supplement your diet. And in most cases, you don't even need them at all. You just need a a hard, honest look at how you're living, your lifestyle, the six foundation principles. And with regards to diet, a quick fact, just to try and drill it in a little bit, your body makes 2 million red blood cells every second. So just look at what the food you've put in your body to figure out what those red blood cells are made of because you are what you eat. So if you you cannot just eat crap and expect your body to work correctly, and then when it doesn't work correctly, take a multivitamin to cover up the fact that you've eaten crap. <laughs> doesn't work like that. It's it's all ass backwards. It is. It's all. It is. It totally is. So Professor Tim's coming back out again. Our bodies can cope with gradually extracting vitamins like calcium from normal foods, such as cheese, milk, broccoli, or mineral water, but they cannot cope with sudden chemical surges happening in the stomach. Many hormones such as parathyroid hormone on bone can have bone stimulating effects on the body when given in large single doses artificially rather than the opposite effect when given slowly and naturally over a day. The same probably applies to many other vitamins not taken as nature intended, but artificially. So that big dose coming into your stomach can just have such negative effects. Your body's not used to it. You can't cope with it. It can't deal with it. It gets shot out by the liver. The liver has to cope with it. Yeah. And if you think you need a vitamin C, if you think you've got a vitamin C deficiency, so you take a vitamin C supplement, it's such a strong dose. It's probably the same as like eating 10 oranges. And yeah. when would you ever sit and eat 10 oranges? You would you would get sick after eating three. Yeah. Because your body's had enough. It's had all the trace minerals and the it's had the whole package. It hasn't mm-hmm. just had this isolate, which is 10 times as strong. Again, it's a bit like the testosterone or the taking steroids, like I was saying earlier. Your body thinks, well, I'm getting... 7,000% of what I normally have. So I'll just tell my body to stop producing testosterone because I'm getting it over here instead. You've got to think of the long-term effects it's having. Yeah. So can I just tell you what Dr. Tim, Professor Tim finishes with? But then we'll go on to what we actually do take. <laughs> you <Go> think? <laughs> After we've just hammered everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So Professor Tim says, um, the bottom line is, unless you have a prof- Proven deficiency disease or are on a bizarre diet, vitamins don't help and may cause more harm to you and your microbes. Empty the bathroom cabinet for the whole family and start afresh. We should be suspicious of the growing numbers of heavily marketed processed foods with added vitamins until we have better data on their risks. Our obsession with the reductionist approach that isolates the one magic ingredient that can cure all our ills is beautifully illustrated by our ill-fated love affair with vitamins. Focus on you and your children eating real food instead, which if reasonably varied, contains most of the vitamins you need. Together with your healthy microbes, you will manufacture the rest naturally. Boom, mic drop. Especially if you eat with the seasons as well, especially where we live when the the change between seasons is pretty dramatic. So obviously you're going to get food, whole foods, which come into season different times of the year. So your body's going to get the the different vitamins and minerals and things like that mm-hmm. throughout the year because it knows it's going to need certain minerals when the, the sun's going to be harsher. It's going to need certain vitamins and minerals when it's going to be colder. So if mm-hmm. you eat with the seasons, your, your body is just designed to work like that. And it's going to be better than trying to pick and choose individual supplements 
which to be honest we most of us know nothing about so exactly yeah. um so yeah you can't overdose on broccoli i don't know what the main vitamin in broccoli is i don't know vitamin <laughs> bloody z okay and you take a supplement that's probably going to be 10 times stronger than any broccoli on earth so as an equivalent you would have to eat four plates of broccoli which yeah, <laughs> your body exactly. would tell you to stop after the first plate so right so dan after now we've just like completely slaughtered the whole of the vitamin industry is there anything that you do take <laughs> yeah well i've never taken multi multivitamins the only supplements i take which are, i don't know if you could call them supplements really i love the organifi juices would you class them as a supplement um, yeah we'll call them as a supplement they're more like a drink so it's just like fruits and vegetables all mixed in together into a powder and you add water it's all organic would you call that a supplement kind of yeah it, it is really isn't it yeah, yeah. um and the, and the uh, only other one sorry would be um north american herb and spice oregano oil oh yeah that's really that's good a, for you yeah it's, it's really good like antibacterial antiviral it's um it can kill a lot of like bacteria and toxins in water as well if you're not sure if your water's clean enough so if you're going like traveling or something you can add one of them in but that's really the only supplement i would take and even that stuff i don't take every day so mm. well i've got two that i take uh, one is cbd oil which is an adaptogen and we have already done a podcast on the endocannabinoid system so have a listen to that if you're not sure what cbd oil is it's not cannabis <laughs> it's it's the oil extracted from the same plant as cannabis but it's not cannabis but it's really good for dampening down um stress response so particularly if you're having a hormonal kind of thing that sends your body into a stress response so cbd can really help with anxiety with uh, sleep problems and stuff like that i could just like you know like how if you're on a hormonal roller coaster like a lot of women are it just brings down the roller coaster-ish so the highs don't get so high and the lows don't get so low. So it's it's a good one to use. Again, like any adaptive gen, it needs a little bit of time to build up in your system. It's a herb. It's not a, a vitamin. And yeah, it takes a good three, four months to build up. So you got to give it time. Your body uses them slightly differently. And the other one that I use is apple cider vinegar, which I drink every morning. Oh, and yeah. I, I've got some apple cider vinegar as well. I didn't, oh, I didn't yeah, think of that one. I'm a big fan of apple cider vinegar. Um, so every morning I have a pint of, well, I have a pint of water with some apple cider vinegar in. I, uh, I would say I have a pint of apple cider vinegar. That would be like, that would probably burn my throat. Apple cider vinegar has proven, is proven. It's, um, it is a probiotic. So it's really good for your gut. So it's looking, anything that looks after those microbes is really good. So it improves digestion. It lowers blood sugar. It improves insulin sensitivity. So as we get older, we get less sensitive to insulin. So that causes weight gain. But I'm going to say it here. I've said it before. Those gummy bear things that now you can get apple cider vinegar gummy bears because people can't be bothered to actually drink the actual real drink. Just eat a sweet. They don't do it. They don't do anything. That's just going back to the vitamin pill kind of thing drink the actual drink with the mother in it if you're going to buy some apple cider vinegar make sure it's got the mother in that's like the fermented thing of it the, <laughs> that's that's where all the microbes are housed in the mother so you want those because you want those to feed into your own gut i really notice when i don't drink apple cider vinegar because it's just it's really good for your digestive system and um, it lo- also lowers cholesterol so there's those two things that I take. I have got a bit of a list of stuff here for adaptogenic herbs, which can be really good for um, certain 
conditions, particularly for women. So there's stimulatory adaptogenic herbs and common adaptogenic herbs. So let's just do a stimulatory one, which is Rodolio Rosea, which is an anti-fatigue and improves cognition. So this can be taken, you can take these in like teas and stuff. They're quite nice. Shishandra is another good one. Boosts endurance and mental performance. Men can use these as well. They work the same on men as they do on women. Maca. Maca is really good. It is good for getting up and go. It contains a lot of caffeine though. So be careful if you already drink a lot of coffee. Again, you've got to be careful with all of these supplementary things to make sure that they don't like, interfere with, with you, what you're already doing. If you drink a lot of coffee, then don't take maca. Um, then we've got the calming ones, holy basil or tulsi. I, I drink tulsi tea sometimes. That's really good for calming down. Um, reduces anxiety, depression. It's antimicrobial, immune enhancing. And ashwagandha is another one. I just like saying that. Sounds good, doesn't it? And it acts as a hormonal precursor, helps increase the effect when activity is low, but will block excess stimulation when activity is too high. So that's another one of those kind of, that one, ashwagandha is like the next level down from CBD oil. So if you did have a problem with any of those kind of things, you can then still go on to the adaptogens. Cannabis is the mother of all adaptogens. So these are like the lesser down the scale. Yeah, and all those things you've mentioned just there, Although they might be supplements, they're all natural. They're not synthetic, man-made supplements. Like we need, really need to mention that. If you've listened to what we've said and you still decide that you want to take supplements, go for the highest quality that you mm. can get. Because if you're just getting synthetic, man-made, normally the cheaper they are, the worse they are for you. Because there's not been as much energy put into making it. And it'll probably be denatured and it'll just cause more problems. Like we've already said throughout the whole podcast. But if you do decide to take them, get the best quality mm-hmm. you can. There's a few companies like North American Herb and Spice, like Organifi. I would really look for organic stuff because you're taking a condensed version of something. It's, you want to get really high quality because if it's you're getting a really condensed, poor quality supplement, it's going to magnify the detrimental effect. So that's a really important thing. But the number one advice, which we should say is go back to the food that you're eating. If you're taking loads of supplements, strip it all back. Don't have any supplements for a month and really up the quality of your food and notice the difference. And then you probably realize you probably won't need any supplements at all. Or if you do, like we said, get really high quality or get some lab testing done and really identify which one you need. Don't just take a shot in the dark because you probably just get it wrong. Yeah, all good, Dan. Good points. So, um, yeah, so that's our podcast on supplements so if you um are taking any and you made you rethink maybe um let us know what you've what you're going to do you probably save yourself quite a bit of money as well i imagine because <laughs> like i said at the start i've suffered from this like a lot especially when i was a bit younger i would buy supplements and i would fall into all the marketing hype and things like that and i would only go through a quarter of the bottle and it would just sit in the on the shelf in the cupboard and gather dust but then i would buy another one something else which I thought was going to cure all and really I wasn't getting to bed on time I wasn't eating good food but again we we're consumers aren't we so yeah just try and try and take a step back and have a think do you actually need it and why do you think you need it and are your foundation principles all in and if not listen to our foundation principles mini series because we just finished that one as well didn't we yeah cool 
so yeah if you enjoyed this podcast remember you can subscribe we drop in fresh content every every monday and sometimes in the week as well like mini series we're going to do a few more of them because they've gone down well haven't they yeah we've got so much to talk about actually dan really this is our 51st episode and we've got a list of subjects which we still want to cover and it's just the list keeps increasing we don't have time to actually keep doing them all so <laughs> yeah and if you've got anything that you want us to talk about then drop us a line we're always good to hear from you cool anything else okay. you want to add joe um no what have i got on also my menopower program is going in full force we're doing the four doctors of health at the moment which um i think yeah i, I love the four doctors i know you do the foundation i do the four doctors but they actually when you think about it they both go hand in hand so maybe our next mini series should be about the four doctors of health as well and do each one because they're so deep yeah it's, it's a little bit more philosophical i would say yeah the four doctors it's based on hippocrates's three doctors but then obviously paul added a fourth that's really clever isn't it oh i love it so what i think of it now is like the foundation principles are like the spokes in your bicycle wheel and the four doctors are what make the bicycle wheel go forward cool that's a good analogy yeah i made that myself that's good isn't it? <laughs> you trademarked it <laughs> so um yeah so i'll be running another menopause program if anyone's interested but just keep an eye on my website hopefully soon dan we might be able to get back in the gym and the studios and stuff like that so fingers crossed it all goes in the right direction yeah at this time of recording we're just kind of counting down the final few weeks now until the gyms and the studios reopen so touch wood everything goes according to plan and Mid-April, get people back back Mid-April for one-to-ones for me so i'll be able to let people get on my reformat and then um yeah the mid-may for classes Cool. As long as it all goes according to plan. So yeah, so keep up to date with us on Facebook and at my website, organicpilates.co.uk. We have got a Facebook page for this podcast as well, Small Business Whole Health. So do give us a like if you're on Facebook. Cool. Thanks everyone. And we'll Thank see you, you again for another episode soon. Bye.